Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So I thought about not reading this whole entire psalm today because it's a little longer, but I was like, Justin, don't apologize for reading the Bible. So here we go. It says, uh, Psalm 44, it says this, O God, we have heard with our ears. Our fathers have told us what deeds you performed in their days, in the days of old. You with your own hand drove out the nations, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples, but them you set free. For not by their own sword did they win the land, nor did their own arm save them, but your right hand and your arm and the light of your face, for you delighted in them. You are my king, O God. Ordain salvation for Jacob. Though you oh, we push down our foes, though your name we tread through or down those who rise up against us. For not in my bow do I trust, nor can my sword save me. But you have saved us from our foes and put it to shame those who hate us. In God we have boasted continually, and we will give thanks to your name forever. Now, up to that point, that sounds really awesome, right? I mean, that psalm sounds good. I mean, he's saying, we remember what you did, God, for our forefathers, and we're trusting in you now, and we're bragging on you and all of these things. But look at what he says in verse 9. But you have rejected us and disgraced us and have not gone out with our enemies. You have made us turn back from the foe, and those who hate us have gotten spoil. You have made us like sheep for slaughter and have scattered us among the nations. You have sold your people for a trifle, demanding no high price for them. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors, the derision and scorn of those around us. You have made us a byword among the nations, a laughing stock among the peoples. All day long my disgrace is before me and my shame has covered my face. At the sound of the taunter and reviler, at the sight of the enemy and the avenger. All this has come upon us, though we have not forgotten you. And we have not been false to your covenant. He's basically saying, God, we didn't do anything wrong, and yet all this stuff is coming upon us. Our heart has not turned back, nor have our steps departed from your way. Yet you have broken us in the place of jackals and have covered us with the shadow of death. If we had not forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would God not discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yet for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be led to the slaughter. Awake, why are you sleeping, O Lord? Rouse yourself and do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our belly clings to the ground. Rise up, come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. I hope you really listened to that and caught that and maybe even read along with me. That would be awesome. Um, But this is intense, man. This might be... um, this might be one of the most intense psalms we've done yet because the psalmist is bragging on God and saying, God, we've remembered you. God, we've not broken your covenant. God, we've we've followed you as best we can. And yet it seems like God is not doing anything. It seems like God's not responding. It seems like God is not aiding them. It seems like God is not really active in their life. And you know, I tell you, this is one of those moments. I love the honesty and the transparency of the Bible because man, I'll just say if the Bible was full of people who were writing stories or or writing scripture and like, just say they were constantly on cloud nine, like they're constantly just in this great spiritual mood and everything's awesome and God's great. And I feel awesome and amazing. Like if every Psalm was like that, I'm just going to be straight up with you. I'd have a hard time trusting the Bible. 
right? But because in no way, shape, or form, if that was true, would the Bible match my own experience, right? And I'm not saying the Bible has to match my experience to be true. I'm not saying that at all. It's just many times, like, there are moments in my life where I feel like, okay, God, I, I studied your word. God, I read your word today. I listened to your word today. Um, I'm trying to follow you. And it just seems like you're not there. It just seems like nothing is happening. There, there's many times, many times that I read God's word and I read it and I mean, I might learn something and walk away, but it's not like this crazy radical movement that happens. And there's this question like, God, what, what are you doing? And, and the psalmist is even even a worse case than that. I mean, they're going into war. They're, they're going into battle. And it seems like God has just not gone with them. And, and I think it's, I love, first, I love the transparency of the Bible, right? That, that this passage is in there, that the, the Bible lets us know that there were men of God writing scripture who felt this way. But, but I keep reminding myself of the greater hope and the greater narrative of scripture. And, and particularly you think about Jesus on the cross, right? Um, Jesus could have written this Psalm as he was on the cross, Right, it seemed like God, God removed His hand from from Jesus. Right, Jesus is suffering for sin. Um, the, the Bible says that, that He turned His back on His Son. Right, its darkness covers the earth. It it literally seems like God is absent. Right, but but even in God's momentary absence or seemingly absence, even in that, God is working, and God's plan is is not to be absent, but to redeem humanity, to save his son, to raise his son again from the grave, right? And and so we we look at life in these moments when it's like, God, where are you? And there's sometimes God might allow you to go through some things and it seems like he's not with you. There's sometimes God might allow you to go through seasons of life where it seems like he's not doing anything. I mean, we went through Esther in 10 weeks on a Wednesday night where God's name is not even mentioned. And the whole point is kind of like, God, where are you? What are you doing, Right. But, but it's those moments and those seasons that I've seen that the Lord has used in such an incredible way to grow my faith and grow my trust in Him. That, that my mind and my perspective is so limited. It's so limited to think, God, if you're not working in this way, and if I can't see you in working in this way, then you must not be working at all. That's kind of how I often feel. But, but the meta-narrative, the big story of Scripture is including Psalms like this. It's including Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 that we did in the last episode, where, where you read it and you're like, man, the, the author here seems like God is not moving, but we know that God is. We, we rest and we trust in the fact that God is moving, even when it seems like He's not. Even when I can't feel it, even when it seems like God has removed His hand from me, He's moving. He's doing something. I love in Second Kings chapter six when Elisha comes out of the tent and um, or his servant sees all the enemies around him and he comes back in. He's like Elijah, what what are we doing, right? And Elisha prays and he says, Lord, open his eyes so that he can see. And the servant's eyes are open and he sees that the enemies are actually already surrounded by the presence and the armies of God, right? And what I love about that is the the angels of God were already surrounding the enemies. Like the enemies had already been surrounded. It's just the servant didn't open his eyes to see it, right? So it wasn't like God needed to do something. No, God had already done something and the servant just needed to open his eyes and the Lord had to reveal that to him. So my prayer for you today is that God is moving in your life. He, he is. He, it might not be visible right now. You might not see what he's doing. The psalmist here would say, God, it doesn't seem visible at all. But you can rest and trust in the story of Scripture and the hope of Scripture 
as we love to sing, even when I don't see it, you are working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And God, I might not understand it right now. I might not understand why you seem absent, but my faith and trust is in the fact that God, you're always working for your glory first and foremost. But then as I'm a believer and a child of God, his glory is also for my good. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.